James chapter 1. Romans 5, 3 through 5. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Who we glory in them. I'm glorying right now. Knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now go to James chapter 1. We're going to read 2 through 4 real quick. Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. There it is again. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You may take your seats. Amen. A pastor once told the or he asked the congregation, does anyone here know any perfect people? A short man in the back raised his hand and he said, yes, my wife's first husband. <laughs> See, he learned from experience how hard it is to measure up to a perfect person. Amen. Some of you will get that on the way home. See, when God measures us against his standard of perfection, our imperfections begin to shine. We begin to see our imperfections. Are you with me? See, God never lowers his standards or his expectations for you and I. He has great expectation in your potential. When God looks at you, he wants you not to measure yourself against people, but to measure against him. Are you with me? See, Jesus made it clear when he said this in Matthew 5, 48. You are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. See, God's holiness is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Are you with me? He calls us to live up to his standard because he'll never lower himself to our standards. See, sometimes we think we're doing good when we're just better than somebody else. But is that God's standard? See, we have to look at ourselves in the light of his word and his exampleship. See, it's a far cry from the, the spirit of this present age in which we live. See, we're witnessing a dumbing down. I know it's a new word, amen. A dumbing down of righteousness. See, society has lost its moral compass. And sometimes Christians, we, we look at the world and say, well, we're better than them. We're not doing what they do. So I must be okay before God. But we have to understand that's man's standard, not God's standard. Are you with me? Because the world we live in is all jacked up. I mean, you look around, it's crazy. I'm not even going to go where, how crazy it is, because you know. But see, he calls us to live up to his standard. He'll never lower himself. See, sometimes we as Christians and followers of Christ, we lower our standard instead of raising them. We've got to begin to raise our standard in everything we do, not just when we come to church. Oh, we're good in church. We know how to raise our hand. We know how to clap. We know most of the songs. We know how to act. We could even speak in tongues. But are we living up to the standard that God has set for you and I? That is the question. 
See, we're assaulted every day by the standard of this godly age. Every single day, we're getting assaulted. Our children are getting assaulted. What, what kind of example are we setting for our kids? Are they seeing what a real Christian lives like and looks like and talks like? Are you with me? I'm not getting a whole lot of amens right now. It's going to get worse. Because I'm going to tell the truth. Because I'm accountable for everything I say from behind this pulpit that I cherish so much. Behind this pulpit, great men of God spoke into my life and changed my life. I, could do, I cannot lower that standard. Are you with me? See, the reality is this. God is absolute holy. And our standard is a standard of the fallen world many times. But we're falling for the easier definition of perfection. I'm just better than that. Or I'm better than this. I do better than that guy. You know, we're hypocrites if we do that. We're like that publican. Thank God I'm not like this guy. And he was the one that was righteous before God. It's getting real quiet up in here. Mm. See, James makes it God's goal plain in chapter 1, verse 4. Let's perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, James wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature. He wants us to be sanctified. He wants us to be more like Jesus. That's what he's telling us here. See, my goal is to make you ready to do whatever it takes to be a perfected Christian. See, we need to find that new level of spiritual hope, spiritual power, and victory. See, the pursuit of perfection, I want to make this clear, will never produce absolute perfection in our lives because we will never attain that when we're walking in the flesh. We will attain it when we get to glory. But right now, we've got to try to do better. We want to walk better for God. We want to do more for God. How can we do more for God if we're acting like the world? But your hope will grow as you seek perfection. That's when you get strong in hope. Even though you're not perfect, you're striving for perfection. Then you have hope. Then you have hope. Are you with me? This is just my intro. See, we want to see you be a mature Christian. We want to see you be a hopeful Christian. So when you go through trials, you can make it, man. You can have that joy that we don't even understand sometimes because you know that God is working within your life because your hope will grow if perfection is your goal. See, we want to see you have hope in trials. Have you ever watched TV? You know, you're watching your telenovelas or whatever you guys watch. And all of a sudden, they have a test of the emergency broadcasting system. They don't warn you. They just break right in. Boom! There's a test. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And it's always at the best part of the movie or whatever you're watching, right? They come with no warning. Just the announcement, this is a test. Nothing to warn you. There's nothing to warn you when a doctor gives you a bad report. All of a sudden, boom! There it is. There's nothing to warn you when they say your child's all messed up. Boom! There it is. When a loved one dies in a crash, they don't tell you, but boom, there it is. You don't get no warning. You don't get no warning. 
the test will show up at the worst possible time. Are you with me? Today I want us to see why God allows these trials in our path. Are you ready to grow? I hope you're ready to grow. You're going to have to grow up in here because we need to see you mature and not be babies through the trial. We want to see you be able to go through it with dignity and bringing people with you because you fought that fight. I fought that fight. Come on, let me show you how to go through it. That's what we want to see. Are you guys with me today? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Okay, number one, if you're taking notes. Did I give you the title yet? Hope through the test. Because you're going to get tested. I get tested. We've, the ministers here have been through some stuff. Right? Right, Pastor Paul? Been through some stuff. Pastor Greg, been through some stuff. Pastor Stella, been through some stuff. Guess what? You're going to go through some stuff. Because God's allowing it to happen within your life for a purpose. And we're going to find out what that is. Number one, trials are real. Notice the Bible does not say if you encounter. He says when they come. Because they're going to come, my friend. Trials are inescapable. Job said this in Job 5, 7. Man is born for trouble as sparks fly upward. Guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whether you're saved or you're not saved. But at least we have hope. At least we have hope in Christ Jesus. The world, man, I hate doing funerals. I know pastor hates it too, when they're, especially when they're young and they're not saved. And it's like, oh, my God. And everybody's hurting bad because no one is saved. We make altar calls through those. Why? Because we want to see them get saved. We want to see them have hope. But it's a hard thing when somebody takes their life or something begins to happen. But you, you better believe it. We have hope in Christ Jesus. The only way to exit trouble, you ready for this? Is to exit life. When you're in the ground, there's no more trouble. It's over. Jesus said, in the world, you have tribulation. John 16, 33. So if you're going through a tough time right now, don't be surprised. If you just came out of a trial, don't be surprised. You're getting ready to go back into one. Because they're going to come. They're going to keep coming. They're going to keep knocking at the door. And you just got to learn how to fight it. You got to learn how to go through it with dignity and honor and joy and peace. Don't we serve the Prince of Peace? We can make it through any trial. Are you with me? See, the Greek word that's used here for trials has to do with trouble, tribulation, and difficulties. It's a broad word that's applied to a lot of things. The word literally means, and write this down if you want to, multicolored. Multicolored. As in Blue Monday or Pink Slip Tuesday. Multicolored. You have different color trials. There's a trial that comes in the color of physical. There's a trial that comes in the color of emotional. There's a trial that comes in the color of spiritual. There's a trial that comes in the color of financial. Every, it isn't every possible tribulation and trial we're going to face, but it's colored somewhere. It's coming your way. You better be ready for it. And once you learn how to fight through them, man, when they come, it's no big deal. Because, man, you've been in the ring with it. You've been in the ring. You've been trialing. You've been training. You've been ready. And then when the big one comes, boom, you go right through that thing. 
Are you with me? They come in a multitude of colors, shapes, and sizes. You can't avoid them. But what's up with them? Number two, let me tell you what's up with them. Let me give you the reason. Number two, the reason for trials. You ready for the reason? Are all of you ready for the reason? See, God tells us why he puts trials in our path. See, why is knowing the reason for our trials important? Because if you're facing a trial and you don't know why, you go through it. You get discouraged, you get overwhelmed, you, and you can't consider it pure joy. But if you know the why, then you'll be able to make it. Joy comes in the midst of trials when you know God is up to something in your life. So every time I go through a trial, I don't cry about the trial. I say, God, okay, I'm in a trial. I'm going through tribulation. What are you trying to show me? Where do I need to change? What do, how do I need to observe things different? What's going on in my life? Why do I need this one? Strengthen me, Lord. Show me how to fight through this thing. And say, oh, poor me, have a pity party. Then you start getting on Facebook and inviting everybody, the whole public. Hey, you know, I'm going through this. I'm going to shut up. Don't worry about it. Learn to fight. You can call a brother that's stronger than you and pray with him. That's fine. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But don't start complaining and murmuring, oh, I'm going through this, and I'm, shut up. Pardon my French. Let me give you the key to know why you're going through. That's the key to overcoming. The problem isn't that we, don't, that we go through trials. We go, of course we go through them. The problem is we don't know why. Knowing the purpose that God has for us is important. Do you know your purpose? Do you know where God wants to lead you? That's the important thing. Because what you know impacts how you feel. What you know impacts how you feel. Otherwise, you walk around like a feely Christian. If you're a feely, feely Christian, you're going to go through whoop and whoop and whoop and whoop. And you're never going to be effective. But if you know why... You're going to have an even keel in your life. And you're going to go forward, not backwards, not up and down. We, we, you don't have to be a yo-yo. Amen? But you can go through your trials and go through your tribulation and do what God called you to do because you react differently if you know. If you know. Three reasons for your trials. I'm going to give them to you right now. Number one, to test your testimony. You ain't got a testimony unless it's tested. I've been saved one week. Okay, go get some fire in your life. Then tell me about it. Go through some stuff. Then tell me about it. Don't, don't just say, oh, oh, life is good. Okay, yeah, life is great. Life is awesome. I love what I do. But I still go through it. Go through some fire and then tell me what's going on. Then I'll listen real closely. So maybe I can get out of my trial. Maybe not to get out of it, but to go through it with dignity. I don't want to get out of my trials. I want to go through them. You got to go through it to get to it. See, he allows trials to test your faith. He wants to test your faith. When you go through hard times, God is putting your faith on the witness stand. He's putting it on the witness stand. So you can tell when people got faith. Because all of a sudden, you can tell what they're going through and how they handle it. Because your faith is being tested. You're on the witness stand, my friend. And people are looking at you. How are they going to react? How are they going to act? When you get in hot water, how's, how's it gonna, how are you going to handle it? 
when you're under pressure, how are you going to handle it? Untested faith is no better than untested love. Anyone can say, I love you, with soft music in the background, an atmosphere of romance. La, 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 la. And when I hear that stuff, I think of my wife. Oh, yeah, come on, baby. I got to tell you, when she was gone for two weeks, I couldn't even sleep. I was having a hard time. But the test of love comes in the daylight when things don't look so rosy. When you got to go through things and you start to fight with your spouse, then it's tested. And if you say you don't fight with your spouse, you're a liar. I'm just going to call it for what it is. You're a liar. Because God puts two incompatible people together. He always does. That's the way he rolls. Because they have gifts you don't have and, and strengths you don't have, and they have, we have strengths they don't have. And it goes together. Sometimes they clash. Let's be real. That's when love is tested. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. I can say I love you, but if I don't never do anything for you, I don't love you. If I don't correct you, I don't love you guys. Hello? See, trials are designed to call our faith on the witness stand, to validate an experience, and to validate that you, you believe what you say you believe. Because if you're going through stuff, man, you've got to act like a Christian, man. If you're following Christ, you're a believer in Christ, you've got to act like a Christian. They bring us to the point where our faith will stand the test, no matter how hot the fire. Peter said this in the CEV version, 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 through 7. On that day, you will be glad even if you have to go through many hard trials for a while. Your faith will be like gold that has been tested in a fire. And these trials will prove that your faith is worth much more than gold that can be destroyed. They will show that you will be given praise and honor and glory when Jesus Christ returns. That's the most important thing in life, being ready for Christ. Because if you, if you look at what's taking place, man, he's coming soon. Are you going to be ready? See, a good teacher only tests a student on information they've been taught. Because a teacher, a good teacher, wants you to pass the test. God wants us to pass. We should want him to turn up the fire. We don't pray that, though, huh? Turn up the fire, God. Turn it up. See, the three Hebrew boys, they didn't shy away from the fiery furnace. They had the option to get out of it. They, all they had to do was bow down to a golden image. They said, no. Even if you turn that thing up, we don't care. It doesn't matter. Our God will save us even if he don't. I'm not going to bow down. That's a good example of passing the test. And Jesus was already in the fire. He was already walking around in there. Let me tell you, when you're going through your trial and your tribulation and your issues, God is already there. Jesus is right there. All you got to do is seek him, go after him. He'll get you through the thing. He'll take your hand. He'll lead you out. You'll come out. You won't even smell like smoke. What about Job? He lost his whole family, all his riches. 
And here's what he said, though he slay me, I will hope in him. Even if he slays me, I will hope in him. See, his faith was tested beyond measure, and he passed the test with hope. Secondly, to increase our endurance. To increase our endurance. James 1.3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance or endurance. The word here is made up of two Greek words that mean to remain under, to stay put in a trial until its purpose has been accomplished. So there's a good purpose that's going to be happening through your trial. But don't run from it. Don't hide. You know, we used to be runners in the world. Things didn't go our way, we go slam. Boom, we're out. We'll go rob, ripping and robbing and doing whatever. If I go to jail, so what? It doesn't matter. We would run from our trials and our responsibilities and different things. But now we have to remain under until the purpose is accomplished. So don't run from your trials. In, in fact, you should run to them. Run to them to develop your endurance. Weightlifting uses resistance to help your muscles grow. I haven't done that for a while, but when you do it, it hurts. Man, especially if you haven't done it for a while. You go in there, you feel every single muscle. But if you don't keep going, the pain will never go away. You got to keep doing it, man. You got to keep pumping that weight. You got to keep pumping that trial. Keep pumping that trial. Keep pumping that trial. You got to keep doing it. Pretty soon you'll get spiritual muscle where that fat was before. All that doubt, all that fear and the unbelief and the hopelessness, that will be gone because you learn to pump iron. You learn to pump your fear. You learn to pump that trial. You just keep doing it, man. You don't shy away from that thing. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Knowing is a Greek word, genosko, to know through personal experience. you got to experience it. you got to experience the trials. You can't just watch somebody else say, okay, I learned something. No, no, you don't learn nothing until you go through it. When you go through it and you experience life and you experience the trial, the tribulation, man, you know my daughter, I carried her from my, on my back for 12 years. Wherever I went in the Philippines, she was on my back because she couldn't walk. Her legs weren't even connected. So for, for her first 12 years, everywhere I went in the streets in the middle of the night doing Twilight Treasure, wherever I went doing rallies and dramas, whatever I did, she was on my back. Why? Because I love her. I love her. But that's a trial you've got to learn to deal with. Now look at her. She's walking and going to college. I never even went to college. Yeah. Come on, Sister Angel. Yeah, Sister. Come on now. I didn't even finish high school. She graduated with honors. Come on now. See, God is developing something in your life. The last reason for your trials is to achieve maturity, spiritual maturity. Why does God test our faith in order to increase our endurance? Why does he do that? Well, James 1.4 says, let perseverance finish its work. Let it finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. Wouldn't that be awesome? You're not lacking. You're mature now. You're not crying about things, but you got maturity within your life. You're not lacking anything anymore because you've been through some stuff. 
You've been through some things. Whatever the devil throws your way, it doesn't matter anymore because you know how to deal with it. See, that's where God wants to bring all of us, to the place of maturity. Amen? God's goal for you and I is for your trials and my trials to grow us into spiritual adulthood. That's what he wants to do. But that won't happen without some pain, without some sweat, without some effort. It won't happen. You can't just sit here and expect to grow. You got to go through stuff. But it's okay. We've been there. We can help you. That's why we're here. All of us have a story. All of us have been through stuff. We're here to help each other. We're the body of Christ. Amen? I'm trying to move fast. Key word is trying. Just kidding. Imagine if someone said, I want to be a surgeon, but I don't want to spend all those years going to school. Would you let him cut on you? No. You want to be a mature Christian, you've got to go to school. School of hard knocks sometimes. You've got to let God do what he has to do within our lives. Amen? But sometimes we do the same thing as a guy that doesn't want to go to medical school. We try to get out of our trials. We try to get out of the suffering, the pain, as fast as we can. See, God wants to mature us, not make us comfortable. If you thought Christianity was comfortable, boy, you better read your Bible. I don't see any comfortable people in there. I don't see any comfortable people in the home. We can try to keep them uncomfortable. Amen. They keep me uncomfortable. See, that's how we get mature, though. Ephesians 4.13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to be a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Don't measure yourself with somebody else or put your trial back to back with their trial because whatever God's doing in their life, God's doing in their life. Whatever God is doing in your life, he's doing in your life. He's got a personal trial for you with your name on it got to put your name on it and when you put your name on it you got to go ahead and answer the call but don't measure yours with somebody else it ain't going to work that way because when you get more mature you're going to get trials that are bigger and bigger and bigger and if you can't if you're a baby christian you can't handle it you can't handle it so he's not going to give you a big old trial until you learn how to grow amen see other people is not your measuring stick christ is your measuring stick Okay, number one was what? Trials are real. Two, the reason for trials. And lastly, number three, we're almost done. The proper response to trials. The proper response. See, God is testing our faith to build our spiritual endurance. In order for you and I to be mature in Christ, he's building us, he's building us, he's building us. That means our spiritual resources not our natural resources takes us through them. So you've got to have spiritual resources. You've got to begin to grow. You've got to pray. You've got to fast. You've got to do all the disciplines that we do to go to the next level. Since that's true, what should be our response? Hope. Simple. Hope. Because we know the results. 
we know God is working in our lives. We know what God is doing. Also, we know the reward. You know, we get a, there's a payoff. There's a payoff. Let me prove it. There's a spiritual payoff for handling your trials the way that God wants you to handle them. See, when you learn to soldier through them, soldier through them, you get a reward. But our response is to soldier through them. You're in the army of Christ, man. You got to soldier up, soldier up. Pull up your big boy pants and make it happen. Or big girl pants. I don't know what you got. I ain't into that. Not my thing. But the Bible tells us in James 1.12, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, everybody say approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's the payoff. No matter what we go through in this life, man, there's a payoff. All this in heaven too. That's the payoff. That's the payoff. Romans 5, 3 through 4. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. This is sweet. This is sweet. Every trial, there's a purpose. Everything we go through, there's a purpose. There's a plan for it. God has a specific plan for your life. Soldier through. See, when the trial is finished and the lessons have been learned and we get God's approval, our hope is in the end game. I don't know where the keyboard's at. I love her, but she ain't here right now. So you got to stay focused on the prize. You got to stay focused. That's the finish line, guys. Everything we go through, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Because there's a payoff. There's a payoff. We get to be in glory forever. We get to be with Jesus forever. You know, like we were worshiping. I, I, I was into worship right now. And man, could you imagine? I'm not going to sing. I can only imagine. Don't worry about it. But can you imagine worshiping the King of Kings for a thousand years in a glorified body where there's no sin, no death, no nothing, no pain, no pain. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You live in pain every single day. I relate to that. I had to ice my back for three hours before I came up here today. I don't feel it now. I feel, I feel like dancing. I'm not going to sing that either. But we all got things we fight through. We all got stuff. But I'm here to tell you there's hope. I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants to touch your life tonight. Whatever you're going through, whatever the trial, whatever the fire is, I don't know your specific trial. God does. And here he's saying, here I am in the fire with you. I want to grab your hand. I want to help you. I want you to go through it with me. So I can make you mature, complete, not lacking anything. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we sing this song. And if God has ministered to you in any way, any way, and I think many of us have been going through stuff, 
then I want you to come to the front. We want to pray for you.